you're more, you know, you're more open to it. You know, t- they say time heals all wounds, right? Uh, contrary to what we're saying right now, uh, it's healed enough, you know, and I guess it goes back to your original statement is like, what is the definition of healed? Are you healed enough to continue on, you know, and you develop the the proper tools you got your you got your knee brace on your relationship now, right? You're more prepared. You stretch better. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, Happy New Year's. It's, it's been a minute. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year, bro. <sighs> yeah, how have you been? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not doing too great since I got a water leak um, in, in my front yard. So pulled out last night. I just saw water streaming down my sidewalk. I was like, wait a minute. That shouldn't be happening. So I went out and I, I pressed down on the grass and it was all spongy and everything. And I was like, ooh, this just looks expensive. And uh, so the, the folks came out this morning and uh, yeah, I was right. It's pretty expensive. So yeah, I'm not doing too well right now. Was it from a freeze or? We don't know. Um, it wasn't really that, that cold. So I don't think it was from a freeze. So it may just be that it like, was on a rock and rubbed a hole into it or something like that. I don't know, but um, it's it's at a really random spot. And usually, when it's in the yard, it's it's below the they bury it below the frost line, so it usually doesn't freeze unless it's like an exposed pipe or something like that. So I, I doubt it was a freeze, but I don't know. I just know it's broken and I got to get it fixed. So right now, I'm sitting in the house with no water, and I have to go out to the water main and turn it on anytime I want to use some water. And then turn it back off so that I don't like have a high water bill and I don't mess up my yard too much. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm living like back in the old days. Home ownership, ain't it grand? Yep, yep. Yeah, I was I was talking about that uh, with my mother in law. I was like, it's I I miss the days when I could just call a landlord and be like, hey, this thing's broke, need to figure it out, and they come out and they fix it, and I don't have to worry about trying to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get it fixed but you know everybody say home ownership is the way to go which it is people it is it is still the best way to uh to create wealth so don't don't think home ownership we're poo-pooing on home ownership but it's expensive though and you got to be ready for that when you buy a house well sucks for you <laughs> that, that's not a way to bring in the new year yeah yeah you know we'll get it out the way early you know yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's, it's all yeah, up from that, here, right? That, um, yeah, that's that's so, that's your one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, other than that, man, everything's good. Uh, Birmingham is no longer the two hundred five, so they have actually run out of two hundred five phone numbers, and they are issuing six five nine area codes now. So that I don't is. Like that. I, I don't I don't, I don't like, like that either. I don't um it is it is weird and different and I'm worried because yeah. is Mobile next? Is 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 the two five one gonna not be the two five one anymore? I mean it's I guess considering you're programming everything in your phone is not is not as big a deal. 
but because uh, Houston recently had to do that. So Houston has three area codes. 281, 832, and 713. And now they have added a fourth, probably in the last, maybe in the last year, 346. So um, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Because, you know, you know I, I get it. It's, well, it, it, it sucked for us when we were trying to get a Google voice number because that random number just didn't seem like we were local. Right. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it's like, who the. F- Who's calling me from a three four six? You know, and then it didn't. And then it doesn't say Houston. It'll say like the outskirts of Houston. You know. Oh, okay. And so, well, why are y'all getting a Google Voice? I, I've heard people get Google Voice numbers. And I just want to. Well, question, it was for, yeah, like it was for um, the lamplighters, so oh, okay. we can for we have a you know we have a website and stuff like that. So that Google Voice number uh, will be the official phone number for the organization and it rings multiple numbers myself my program coordinator and my um assistant director so uh so. Uh, okay oh that's smart we might need you to get a like google voice number yeah you can get you know yeah three brothers no sense google voice i think it's free it's free oh even better you know i like free <laughs> you know as long as you have a google account google it yeah so um i got a lot of google stuff voice to go hit through. us up and um we'll we'll take that check yeah there you go there you go we we like sponsors about too to tell the, but um you about to tell the truth i <laughs> i was gonna I, I figured one of y'all were gonna hit on it um so i wasn't even really gonna talk about that because i got so much stuff to go uh a 13 year old beat tetris so i didn't even know you could beat tetris but somebody officially beat tetris uh and got the end screen and that was the first time ever. So yeah, Tetris has officially been beat. How many levels? Like a hundred and fifty something or another. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact number, but it, it's a, it's a it's a lot. So did I beat Doctor Mario like back a, in the day, but I never beat Tetris. I could never beat Tetris. Did did he get a? Does he get a scholarship or something? Is there a? Do you win anything? I don't think so. A journalist took him out in the back and said, um, now it's time to go touch grass and, and get a real job at 13. I, 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 I don't know, but I don't know what that journalist was thinking. But yeah, I don't think he get anything other than a lot of media attention. Maybe he'll get an NIL deal or something. Uh, <laughs> I can see a movie coming out of that. The kid who beat Tetris. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about is uh, Ja Rule is back. He's dropping an album. Uh, and he says it could be potentially a $100 million deal for his uh, new album. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought, too. <laughs> is he going back in time to drop this album? Or what's going on? <laughs> what kind I'm of features is he going to have? I'm for Rule album. But I'm, I'm just waiting on 50 Cent and what he's going to do when... Like it comes out or whatever. I I just I'm the hilarity is going to ensue. There's going to be more truth told uh, from Fifty Cent because he's a he's petty as petty as Cat Williams. So uh, we'll see how this goes. But that's all I got, man. That's it. That's it. Buff, what do you have for us? Bro? Um, let's see here. Uh, so a couple episodes ago, I talked about my issues with social media, and I just want to throw some numbers out there to people. In 2021, 12 million people thought about suicide. 1.7 million people 
attempted it. And in 2022, 50,000 people took their life by suicide. And surveys are saying that Americans are, well, I guess people, not just Americans, people in general are sadder than they've ever been before. And they're linking it to social media. Uh, I'm not here to say stop social media. We use it. We help. We use it to help promote the show, stay in touch with people that we care about, laugh at jokes. But as we start this new year off, I want to tell the listeners and anyone else, if you feel yourself feeling different, feeling down, consistently depressed, take a break from social media. It may not even be tied to that, but let that be one of your steps, man. Take care of yourself. Make sure uh, your mental is like in in check. Talk to somebody. We always talking about seeking therapy and things like that. But social media will be there. It's not going anywhere. It's okay to take a break. And you don't have to announce that you're taking a break, by the way. Like, just just go. With... It's not a break. If you don't, announce <laughs> you don't have to. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> you don't have to let everybody know. Uh, so I want to put that out there. Razio touched on Cat Williams, but before Cat Williams, Simone Biles had everybody talking. And it was just amazing to watch. And it wasn't just women, but largely it was women. Be upset for her. She was okay with what her husband said. She was fine with it. But all these women, and I guess some men, but all these people, people, people. I don't know women. All these women... <laughs> we're getting upset with her and some even rooting for the downfall of her marriage saying things like I'm throwing something on the grill once they get a divorce because she should know better and if you're not uh, what she should what should she know better of Buff what exactly did what exactly she, did he say that pissed people that off she is the prize and you don't let your man sit there and call himself the prize you're the prize okay so um, but no, they did. I guess they did an interview. I didn't even watch it, but I saw enough comments that I think know what was going on. They did an interview, and I guess at some point he said that he didn't know who she was at first. I think she, you know, not ran after, but like she pursued him, and he you know he wasn't really like into her that, into her that at first. But as time went on, he started liking her more, and he felt like he was the prize, and you know. A lot of people had took issue with that. Uh, but that's okay to take issue with it, but just to see people get upset for her. Like, she's she's fine with it. Just be happy for them. Be happy for the love that they have. She seems yeah. pretty happy. Every time I see her, she cheesing. <laughs> yeah, she, she she seems pretty, and, pretty and happy. And from what I told, like, that was just a snippet. Like, the totality of the interview, he really yeah. shows that, they, yeah, that he great. loves her. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes to show, like, I actually was talking to Z about that today, and it was just a whole other subject. But I use that as, I think, one of the challenges I've had in my life is I've always thought differently. And not in a bad way. Like, I try to see, I try to live in a equal-minded world, yeah. where it's like, tell me how that makes sense. You know, where it's okay for one person to see themselves as the prize and the other person not to see themselves just because somebody just taught you for years that the woman is the prize. And it's like, why do we keep following that? And, you know, I've always felt like I'm just a big, big of a prize as you are. And so when I was dating, it was, you know, 
I will pursue initially. You know, I, I got your attention. We both show show that we have interest in each other. Now let's both keep that same energy to show that we're. And so I'm not going to be the person that's going to go out the way, go out of my way to make you feel super special. And it's only one sided. I'm here to enjoy my life too, and let's find things we can enjoy together. But so, but that's sassy. So you men are sassy these days. <laughs> the thing about it, I've always been me. You like, I've always been called random things. You know, oh, well, that's just Ferg, or he thinks. No, it's just I try to look at. I just want to be happy with life, and I want you to be happy with life. And if I feel like the happier I am, the happier I can make you. You know, and I've asked several people before. Would you put that same energy that you expect him to put put in to make him happy? If you knew it was all about your happiness or you being the prize or whatever, or him being the prize, would you do it? Because women hate that. I mean, there's a lot of women that hate the idea of a man being a prize Mm -hmm. for what? You know? And, you know, it's just a whole other thing. But it was. It's it's, it's crazy how we hear certain things. So, like, like, this is like completely different, but like when a lot of people heard Black Lives Matter, it's like they heard they were hearing Black Lives Matter only when, in mm-hmm. essence, you were saying, no, Black Lives Matter, because we're the only lives right now that seemingly don't matter. So we have to tell you, hey, we matter. We know all the other races matter. You like you saying you're a prize. I think some people hear, oh, he thinks he's better than me. Oh, he's going to treat him. Mm-hmm. He's going to pay himself more attention than he is me. And it's like, no, I'm just saying that, hey, we both are bringing something to this relationship and I'm going to treat you the same way that I want to be treated from you and th- everything you just yeah. said. Yeah. And, you know, because I'm like, I know I know my value and it's not that high value, yada, yada, yada. You know, I'm special. It's just like I think I'm a great person, too. And so. The fact that I feel this strongly about myself and I hope you feel just as strong about yourself because I want somebody who's confident as well. Why is that a problem? Like, why is it the fact that, you know. And you've seen probably seen several posts recently where there's a lot of women speaking. I was like, girl, don't let it don't ever let him figure out his true value, (laughs) you know, like because then he starts looking at himself differently and he realizes he doesn't have to put up with certain things. And as long as you guys know me, like I don't I don't really put up with stuff like that. And like, you know, I don't you know, I didn't jump into relationships. I didn't know because I'm like, I don't it's not it's not worth it. You know, if I know that I'm more than likely, this is going to make me upset or I'm going to be, it's not going to go anywhere. Then why, why am I wasting my time? And at the same time, I want women to have that same thought process as me. Like, you know what? That's it's a small red flag, but he ain't cute enough for all that. So I'm gone. Even if it's just the way I look, I'm too short, whatever it is, be petty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, we, we always say relationships shouldn't be hard. They're work, but they're not. They shouldn't be hard. And so, if your relationship is hard, if it's always a constant battle, we're we're always. I'm having to prove my love to you every day, and you're questioning it. I'm questioning. Y'all shouldn't be in a relationship together. I mean, like you said, move on. It shouldn't be that difficult. It shouldn't be the headaches and all of that stuff. You have to work at it. I mean, you have to date your spouse. You have to make sure that they feel loved. But at the same time, it shouldn't be like work it shouldn't be you know i i, I yeah. mean we, we we talk about how you know we raise we're raising the kids and it's work and you're tired and everything but 
you love it though. It's it's not like you're like, oh, why do I have to do this? Like yeah. you love doing it, or I know I do, and and so what, it's it's what, that what, a relationship that, should be that. What's that saying? Ferg hates. It takes a lot for a man to handle me. What? Why? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like why? He's not strong enough for me. He's like, why? Why? Why is that? Why is that a badge of honor? You know, um, you know, even guys like I need to down chick like oh you, you need somebody who's gonna hide your drug like you probably don't be like you don't I don't want you know like I don't want somebody who has to cover for me and you know take a body for like you know like I want somebody I can enjoy you know and I don't want to I don't I don't want to put a woman in that position I want somebody to see that the value in me is like I enjoy being with him the same way I enjoy being with her that's all I've ever wanted you know um because I'm gonna check out and that's you know, and that's what happens. I feel like in a lot of relationships with marriage, you check out. You're so comfortable, but you check out, and then you find things like the kids or work or whatever to cannibalize your time, rather than pouring time in that relationship, which should be probably one of your most important relationships in your life, right? So and, that's all a whole another conversation. And, and yes, there are men that say I'm the prize, and they use it as you got to do everything to try to get me because I have more options. I we not. We're not talking about those type of men. We're not talking about that. Uh, no. But that's that's all I got on that. And one last thing. Um, apparently, DEI is the new racism. So the same people that brought... Say, say what that means. Oh, yeah. Diversity, don't. equity, inclusion. Did I say that right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and, and a lot of... It's, it's just policies. It's, you know, to try to get as much diversity and, and make everything fair and on an even playing field at particular jobs and institutions. But um, so we saw Claudine Gay had to step down as president of Harvard. Now, yes, she was found to have uh, plagiarized herself, but apparently that happens a lot. And what mm-hmm. doesn't usually happen is the punishment that she rece- received versus others. But uh, we have people that are on the right that are going after people on the left. And pretty much they want to get rid of the, uh, they feel like it's racism against white people. And so just like, um, you know, woke has become weaponized and um, what was that? Uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank, but they they were claiming it was being taught in school, but it really wasn't being taught in school. Um, we talked about- Oh, critical race Yes, theory. yes. Thank you, thank you. Was- yeah. CRT. CRT, yeah, yeah. CRT was getting weaponized. So the- add DEI to the list as something for uh, people on the right uh, to attack. That's that's strange. It yeah. seems there's a commonality here. I just haven't can't put my finger mm. on it. You know? <laughs> I feel like it's white. I mean, right in front of my face, and I just can't 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 figure out what it is that makes so many people uncomfortable. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> that's all I yeah, got, man. Yeah. That's all I got, man. I, I do wish I had yeah. a watch. Oh, and on teal. that, on that, I do want to explain. I want to explain a little a bit on plagiarizing yourself. People are like, "How can you plagiarize yourself?" Um, and so you can plagiarize yourself in academia by trying to kind of use the same paper as mm. a new paper. So that's that's how you plagiarize yourself. So yeah. you, you you used it in you know in your sophomore year. And then you try to turn that same paper in your senior year again. That's plagiarizing yourself. So you can plagiarize yourself. I, I know a lot of folks ha- like couldn't get their like heads around that, but it is possible to do that. Thank you for so. that. And also they went after her because they felt like she was soft on 
she wasn't being hard enough on people that were so-called going after the whole Israel Gaza thing. They felt like she didn't take that seriously enough. That's all I got, man. Land of the free. Um, so I'll ask you guys really fast. How were the holidays? We didn't really hit on that. How was everything? Memorable. Well, my New Year's my New Year's same. Eve was pretty quiet, but Christmas was memorable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you gonna leave the people in suspense, or are you gonna give them more? <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, just <laughs> went to New York. Man, was in New York for mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, and? It's it's nothing. We went to a couple of shows. We saw the the Rockets at Radio City Music Hall. Uh, we saw a play at Madison Square Garden called Towards the Night. So it was just really, really, really good. I ate at uh, Spark Steakhouse where uh, John Gotti ordered that Paul Castellano hit. So uh, it was a good time, man. Just, just a, you felt like a boss while you were there. I did. Hey, hey, why you talking? <laughs> The host thought Tabitha was a celebrity. <laughs> he asked. He was like, uh, it looks like you don't really want to be seen uh, by a lot of people. Are you a celebrity? And she said, no, I said, you should have lied. She should have got some free wine. <laughs> yep. Back corner. Somebody would have been posting her on yeah. Snapchat, Instagram. <laughs> he, like, he was offering us like a, a, a secret table and stuff. That was funny, but that probably also means they don't get a lot of black people in there, so... There's that. <laughs> How was the steak? It's good. It was good, but forget the steak. The shrimp and the lobster tail. Man, if you ever go to Sparks, get that garlic lemon uh, sauteed shrimp. Sounds okay. delicious. Yeah, man. It's like Sounds that. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about so you, Rizzy? Yeah. <laughs> One day. Yeah, uh, mine was like, good, man. We, uh, we ended up going to Gatlinburg, just uh, hit a little condo down in Gatlinburg, went skiing, took the kids skiing for the first time. Sophia ski or snowboard? Sophia snowboarded, Ollie skied. And so um, it was a little bit easier for him with his balance. He's still not very good with balance. Uh, so he, he got on the ski. Sophie was on the snowboard. They both took to it. We we're on the bunny slopes for the whole time. Um, I stayed on the bunny slopes with them and ended up falling and jamming my wrist up. But either way, it was a really good time. You know, we spent a lot of time just kind of hanging out with the family. Um, I will say it was cool because my whole family was there, my my mom, my sisters and everybody. And um, it was the first time my family plays phase 10 when we get together. That's that's what we play. And uh, it was the first time since my dad died that we played phase 10. So it was kind of cool just having the family back together again, playing it. Um and and just because I I don't know if we were unconsciously avoiding it, but every time we were like let's play let's play let's play nobody would like pull it out or whatever. But we were just all there we were together and we just pulled it out and we played. Uh, and so it was just a good time just to kind of reconnect with the family and hang out. Man, it's amazing y'all are still playing Phase Ten. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That is it's uh, a good game, man. It's a good game. <laughs> anything else for us? How was New Year's? It was good. I mean, I stayed up. I made it to New Year's like at twelve o'clock. That that's a an accomplishment for me. Right. You so sound old. The kids actually stayed up with me this time. Um, this is their first time actually staying up until New Year's. So, and I mean, at twelve oh one, we were like, "All right, shut it down, let's go." <laughs> we all went to sleep. So, but it was cool though. It was fun. Uh, did the kids enjoy Santa? Both did, did 
We we enjoyed Santa at the Rocket Show. It's a very uh, dope part of the uh, show. It was that's a that was a good show, by the way. If you ever in New York for Christmas, check out that Rocket Show at uh, Radio City Music Hall. Okay, Did y'all like um what was it? Um, not ski, but um ice skate, Times Square. No, man, listen, the crowds were so bad. Oh my god, man, it, it was. <laughs> It was no, no, we did not ice skate. It's the crowds were just too heavy, bro. Oh, I can't wait till TJ gets a little older so we can start doing more stuff. This is just him being four just limits a lot of stuff. I'll jump into mine. So my holidays were great just for the simple fact that I had um, I had my mom here. Uh, she came in the week before my birthday and didn't leave until after Christmas so I had her here almost two and a, two and a half weeks and that's the most time I spent with her since you know I came home my freshman year in uh, summer uh, in college so that was just awesome just having her here you guys brought up a couple and my sister Tegan came so it was just fun to have the family here want to do that more often just have be around the family you know the older I get the more I just recognize the importance in those moments that those rare moments you get especially around the holidays when you can almost kind of shut out the rest of the world you know you're not ripping and running you know we call it Mardi Gras and stuff like that you're kind of moving about but just being able to just to sit and be in the moment we um so we played a game there's two games I want to bring to our attention. It's a, a game called Tales. So I will post a video that we saw of it. It's a really, really dope game. It's basically a questions game where um, you get to, it's like an interview where you essentially interview each other and it's questions based off of your life. <laughs> But it's based off in stages, early life, midlife and later in life. And so it was just, you know, we talked to my mom a lot just because we had her there. And but just find out things about her, my sister, Z. Sky loved the game. There was things I found out about my mom, like just simple things like I never knew she was a candy striper. You know, that was one of her biggest accomplishments when she was young and how she was proud and being certain things about like insecurities and how she, you know, growing up and little things like it was just it's really dope to hear. And we recorded some of it. So um, we'll always have those memories, which is awesome. But it was just rare because it was questions that you just never think to ask. Sometimes we just, you know, I'll speak for myself. Sometimes you think of people. Lives in relationship to your life, right? It's my mom is a mom in the things because like our kids, like our kids probably think when they go to bed, we get in the bed and the world shuts down. And when they wake up, you know, like it all revolves around them versus like, you know, Jasmine probably doesn't realize that you've known her mom almost, you know, you know, she she's 13. You met her mom when you were 15. Right. Like it's this is around the age I you know, two years later, I was meeting your mom. And so to understand where you're at that time in your life and you're, you know, all the things your kids probably don't recognize. And even as an adult, things you don't recognize about your, your parents or each other. And it was just awesome to hear her stories and just to see her kind of thoughtfully answer. And, you know, cause things she, she probably didn't think about. And so same, same here. And, you know, so it was a really good game. So I recommend anybody uh, just for, 
I think is a good thing for couples or family, you know, parents, anybody you want to capture. And if you can record it for your own memories, it's, it's, it's even better because we shared it with, uh, we did a round each and we shared it with my brothers on Facebook a messenger. And they were like, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, that's awesome. You know? And then it just, you know, me, it led to other questions. So it just sparked other questions because you're hearing and it's like, wow, I never knew that about you. What about this? You know, and what are your thoughts on that? And, you know, um, I didn't realize how shy she was growing up. You know, those were things I just it's like, how are you shy? And you tell me you've been telling me what to do my whole life. You know, <laughs> how can somebody, how can somebody be shy and tell me what to do? But, yeah. you know, so. Um, so Christmas was real cool. We just stayed at the house for the most part, cooked really good food. I got to cook with my mom, which is one of my favorite things to do. You know, she taught me how to cook. She part of my connection to her is my passion for food and cooking. And that's a bond that we share, you know, we'll call and talk to people. You know, I was teaching her some of my recipes and she was showing me some things she was doing. It was just really cool. Um, and then new year's Eve weekend, well, new year's Eve, we, we, did a cabin in Galveston with a couple other families, four of the families, and we brought all the kids. So they had a blast. You know, they were, we didn't go to um, a famous steakhouse, but we ate really good. So Friday, I mean, that Sunday night, we grilled out and we made uh, chicken wings, buffalo wings, all kind of stuff. And then Saturday, I mean, Monday, we we had, a, uh, we fried some seafood, fish, shrimp, and stuff like that. And then Later that that evening, that night, we did like a seafood boil. So we had Dungeness crab, uh, king crab, shrimp, all kind of stuff. So we ate good, and the bar was immaculate because everybody just brought liquor, and we were done. And I'm still recovering, <laughs> honestly. So that led me to my last point. I'm having a dry January. Um. So I went really hard over the holidays. Dry January. My goal is not to drink until Mardi Gras. And uh, then I'm having and then no fried food until February as well. So it's not a Daniel fast or anything like that. You know, it's just more so one of those things that Ferg does just to prove to myself I can do it. And just in case she's listening, Jasmine is 15. So she's I thought she was, she, she's at the age Tabitha and I met. <laughs> crap. Yeah. See, wow. you know, I wanna make her I wanna make her younger. Yeah. So but they don't recognize like in her mind, it's like my, we were meeting each other. Like yeah. we were meeting each other and you know, twenty twenty seven, twenty eight years later, we're man, she's I wanna make her thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Y'all already y'all got car lined up, ready? Uh, n- no. <laughs> no, she's gonna get a hand me down. <laughs> she's gonna hand me down. Edit that what? part out. No M four. No. 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 All right, fellas. Um, we're halfway through the show. I know, right? So, wow. is Sophie available? Yeah, she's it's not. Been a while, she's out, so. kind of doing a thing. Um, but let's see. I got a joke for y'all though. Uh, did y'all know that the Earth is seventy percent water and uncarbonated? Sure. Yeah, that just means it's flat. Not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. It's your best one for the year, bro. Yeah. Hey. Your best that one is. this year. That your is. best one this year. Yeah. Best one this year. See? 
All right. Um, we might only get one question today. So who wants to jump in or do you want to? It's I know it's a topic be discussion. Probably short. I mean, um, oh, we always you know, say we, that. We say that, but I think it's um, it's it's one that you it, you don't have to explain a lot from it, and so it's it's a simple question. Um, it's we always talk about New Year's resolutions and that type of thing, but I want to know what's something that you guys are like really excited for this year. So not necessarily a resolution, but just something that you're like, I'm really excited. I'm going to get a chance to do that this year. So really short. I I, I think it, it might be, but why and why are you so excited for that happening? I'll jump into it. So for me, I have more trips planned than usual. Like, I'm usually kind of fighting, you know, traveling and stuff like that, just being extra cautious with money. It's nothing huge, but, you know, um, already, already know we're going to Mardi Gras, right? Usually we're like, we'll be the last one. Like, who's all going? But we're debating. Then we hear a buff coming. It's like, oh, buff's going to be down and I might go. So Mardi Gras, we're supposed to go to Disney. I'm like 50-50 that I'm going to go to Seersucker. Um, got a couple of trips lined up for the, in the lamplighter trip, uh, the clave, uh, homecoming, you know, it's just going to be, you know, Z, we got a cruise in August to the DR. So just, you know, already knowing that we're traveling and for me, that's huge because it takes a lot for me to sit back and enjoy life and that I'm making a, a conscious effort to do those things and just enjoy. So nice. Uh, I, I think mine is trip related to this will be our fourth year in a row. Uh, we let Jasmine pick uh, the where for the family trips. And so uh, we'll be taking her to uh, LA this year. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I, I like, I like how she has this idea of what these cities are. And then I like seeing her reaction to the reality, the reality of it. So like New York, we took her. She loved it. She fell in love with it. It's her favorite city. Uh, she enjoyed Chicago. We did Miami last year. And so we'll do L.A. this year. And so it's just going to be interesting to see because I'm sure she has this very glamorous outlook on it because she says she wants to go to Hollywood. And if you've been to L.A., you know, there's a stench in the air. It's a lot of homelessness and it's a lot of things that you don't see when they feature LA on television that you see when you're actually there. So, uh, I mean, I'm interested in that and we always have fun. Um, they enjoy the things that I plan when we go to these places. So looking forward to that, looking forward to a few, um, financial things that I have planned, but, uh, I don't want to get into specifics with that. Just, that I am ahead of my goal on a couple of them and I'm looking forward to surpassing that goal and uh, even getting more into stocks too because I have these like little stocks that I get and don't pay much attention to but I'm going to try to be a little more educated on some of them and, and try to make even more educated guesses and picks and things on that so those are my two yeah. things for me um mine is i'm excited 
and scared and sad and everything <laughs> at the same time. Um, what it is. So Haley, yeah, you know, I, I congratulated Haley. She graduated. She did that. Um, and I don't know if I've said it on the uh, the the podcast, but uh, she got accepted into PT school, so she will be getting her doctorate. Um, and so she has gotten accepted into one. She's waiting to hear a response from another. But both schools that we're waiting on or already have heard back from are not in Birmingham. So she's going to be moving out. She's going to be leaving. And for me, I'm excited. She gets to go out, do her thing, you know, go be the best Haley she can be. But at the same time, because she didn't live with me through high school, this is my first time. She's lived with me for the last three years. And this is like my first time of like moving her out of the house and moving her into somewhere else and, you know, like driving her down and then saying bye and all that. Like I, I didn't have to do that. Cause she was, she was coming to Birmingham last time. So I was actually the one receiving her and I was super excited about her coming. So now it's like, I've got to say goodbye and I got to like, you know, let her kind of fly the coop uh, or fly the nest at this point so I'm excited for it because I'm excited for her life and, and her moving on I'm excited that she got into into uh, PT school but at the same time man it's 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 sad it's like man man I, I see what people go through when they, you know their kid graduates high school and I got to do it two more times with the, the kids so um, you oh, know okay. it, it's just the first of, of three that I've got to do so well, congrats Haley I thought you were about to say Sophie going to middle school that too. That too. That's 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 a little scary, but Sophie's okay. She's gonna be all right. You know, she still come home at the end of the day, um, and and tell me about it and all of that. So it's a little different from them moving away, like out of the yeah, city. I just because I just know middle school was like a big culture change. You know, like that's when you go from being a little kid to a big kid. High school's di- same, but you know, like middle school, like you're officially like kind of a big kid. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're not in school. Uh, she goes, she goes from walking to school to riding the bus, and so it's like going to be a big shift for her. Um, you yeah. know, I'm not taking I mean, her to school anymore. I'm not dropping her off. Like she's getting on the yeah. bus and just going to school, handling her yeah. own thing. So yeah, yeah it's going to be different. I just remember middle school, like just seeing, you know, people come sixth grade versus the end of sixth grade, and by eighth grade, like the just the you know, the difference in those age groups mentality and all that stuff. So, all righty. Uh, that was a quick one. Buff, let's go ahead and jump into a question for you, sir. So, so salute to you, Rosie, for being right. That it'll be short because <laughs> we say that all the time. And it usually isn't. Um, so mine comes from a, uh, a past post that we made back in October. Um, and the post read, uh, I, it was actually quoting uh, someone on a video that we saw, but it says, have you healed or are you expecting the person in your new relationship to heal you? Uh, but the question really comes from one of the comments we got friend of the show, been on the show, uh, and she's a, a listener and one of our fans. Uh, her comment was healing isn't a destination. It's a continuous process. And so I thought that was interesting. And whenever I see something interesting, I like to bring it to the show and ask you, brothers, when it comes to healing, do you agree 
that you never really fully heal, that it's just a constant journey and not a destination. I'll jump in first. I mean, I I think it depends on what you're healing from, right? I, I do think it's a constant journey, but it's... It, it, I, I think it's a difference of healing and say, like, if you get a cut and you have scar tissue, right? Like, there, there's always going to be scar tissue there. So you may mm. be healed, but there's still scar tissue there. There's still, like, that reminder there. Sometimes, you know, I, I don't know if you guys ever have cuts that kind of, that, that you got that scar there and it kind of itches a little bit. Or, like, it just bothers you a little bit. You know, you break your arm and, and it's still a little something's still there you're healed but it's still like feel you can feel it and and i think that's what happens um and then there's sometimes that like with with losing jen and and like i I think i'm always going to be healing from that i I don't think i'm ever going to be completely healed am i healed enough to be able to go out and date again am i healed enough that you know as long as i tread lightly i'm good i'm I'm not gonna reopen the wound or anything like that but i'm still healing there and I, I think those just take so long that you can't wait until you're fully healed right I mean it, and it may take some things it may take you moving on and it may take those different relationships and it may take those things to make sure to get you healed you can't heal alone right so it just it really depends on what caused the injury what you're healing from um and and I hate to say it but Sometimes those relationships that fail may be the things that you needed to heal. And unfortunately, a significant other, other person in that relationship, you were caught in that, right? So, you know, I, I you thought you were healed enough and you weren't carrying that baggage and you got in a relationship and you saw, oh, I'm still carrying this baggage. Um, and and as you work through that with that other person, maybe y'all don't work out, but you come out of that situation a little more healed. Like you worked on it a little bit. And so maybe your next uh, relationship, you're better at it because you can identify, I messed that last relationship up uh, because of that baggage. So I'm going to do something different so that I don't mess this next relationship up because of that baggage. So it's, I I think it's both. I don't think there's like a, you're you're always going to be healed or, or not. I think it's just depends on the situation, how soon since then and that type of thing. Um, so not an answer. It's a non-answer to the answer. My politicians. <laughs> answer. <laughs> I think this is a very deep question. Uh, when you think about it, I think about, you know, I think all things are related, right? Like emotions are just like any other part of your body, just like anything else. Once there is a crack or a fracture, it's always there. You can patch it you can seal it but it's still like that found once that there's a a crack in the foundation there's always a crack in the foundation it could be like new but it's not new right it's not there so it could be a you know an injury or something to your you know emotions or whatever when you're really young and so think about it like it's easier for that it might be healed enough where it's functioning right or but at the same time it's probably easier to be re-injured or re-aggravated 
So it's almost like having a Carfax or, you know, you're looking at somebody's medical record. That's why they're asking about your medical record. When you look like a football player, basketball player, they can uh, twist their ankle. But now they're always going to have ankle problems. Now they have to learn how to treat it and ice it and do all the stuff. But, you know, they're always going that ankle's always going to be an issue. So it could be a mild insecurity growing up. Like people used to call call you fat, you know, whatever the case may be. You're not fat anymore. You're in shape. But that that feeling of insecurity, it might be the next thing might be broke. It might be you're too short. Like there's certain things, even though you can be confident, can still trigger you because that insecurity. You, you haven't healed from that insecurity. You can be the most confident person in the world, but there's still a level of insecurity that if the right amount of pressure or right point is triggered then your you know that injury uh is reaggravated it's like boxing you know you have scar tissue some people they get cut enough you know they can be the best boxer out there if they get cut enough you hit them in the right point over that eye they're gonna start leaking right it's still there you know if you break a leg it's still you still be the fastest person but you can still be re-injured so i think it's just like that it might not be the same exact thing that injures you right it might not be you know maybe you're more confident in your relationships but now it's your job you have insecurities about your job but when you become insecure you start doing certain things so whatever those things are i think healing is just part of life right you're you're always healing the body is naturally dying and healing every day sales die sales uh replenish i think that's everything we do you know, your car sitting in the yard is getting older and ever, older every day. You know, like things are going to break down and stuff like that. And you still got to maintain it. So um, I think it's, it's always it's going to be a constant journey. You know, hopefully you've healed enough and you avoid those things that could potentially harm you or re-aggravate those emotional injuries. So this this question provokes such a variety of answers, because I remember when I first read, I'm, I, you know, I'm like, "What? You never heal? What?" And, and as I thought more about it, I'm like, I think what it is is kind of like what Rosie said. It obviously it varies from person to person, and it also varies from whatever trauma it was that you know led you to seeking therapy or whatever. It, it that varies as well. So I would think. If 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 one if a person is 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 raped, then they probably never fully heal with it. And I and I think in this answer we have to kind of like you kind of have to determine what is your definition of healing. Is heal is being healed, being able to cope with that trauma, not letting things uh, trigger you like it did when it when it initially happened, and as soon after that. Or uh, is that is that considered a heal, or is that considered the, the the journey? Is that the destination or the journey? For me, I think if if things no longer trigger you on it, and and it's not something that is controlling your your life in the least bit, I think you I think healing can be a destination on some things. I think there are some things that you can be healed from, and I think there are other things that are so traumatic that you may learn how to cope with it, uh, deal with it, but it's still always in the back of your mind. You know, you still 
it still gives you that 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 nervous feeling or whatever type of feel, however you want to describe it at times when you see something that reminds you of it. So I just think it's kind of a, a yes and no, a both ways, kind of like Rosie say, an answer and none answer. Yeah. It just it, it depends. It really does. Yeah. And, and for me, yeah. the only reason I say I think you're you're never quite healed, it's always a journey, is because I think you can get better at navigating life where you avoid those things mm. that re injure you. You know, whatever it is, you know, just like athletics, like if you injure your knee, you're going to stretch a little more. You might wear a knee. You're going to take precautions and that precautions might be avoidance, Mm -hmm. you know, or it might be extra protection. But at the same time that that scar tissue is always there. That's why I feel like when they talk about um, a lot of therapists go directly to your childhood. Right. Because it's like we think we're healed. We, we've learned how to we've created a life around this is how I deal with those issues or those injuries mm-hmm. but you really haven't you know let's, let's 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 it's versus it's a difference in me just you know you you breaking your leg and your mama rubbing some um some red dirt on it and telling you to drink some tussin versus going to a physical therapist who's gonna say hey your chiropractor's like hey you kind of healed but there's still a, a misalignment or we need to stretch you out or we need to do this but recognize that you're still going to be that shoulder will never be 100% ever again I think once you chip away at little things in, but you learn how to deal with it you know um, I think healing's a destination you know when you play sports you know they say everybody's playing with injuries yep, yep. just like in life Every, that's why I believe everybody needs therapy like we're all we're all living life with injuries you know um, it's how do you navigate? You know, we're all dealing with this. We're all going through this. I just, you, we've learned how to deal with it better, right? We, we learn how to play through the pain. We learn how to, you know, overcome those things. Cause I can't really think of anything where I'm trying to think of that thing where, Hey, you completely healed because it might be you're over the situation, but it's the emotion or the, the deeper issue that you're still dealing with. You know, you're not fat anymore, so you don't worry about anybody calling you fat. Mm. That's not that's not what you heal from. Now you heal from the, the 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 memories of being called fat, but there, you know, what's my next thing that people are going to talk about? What's my next thing that people are going to judge me about? So now you're now you're trying to be perfect, right? Like you worry about being perfect, so nobody can call you anything. You know? So you're you're always in the gym. You got your money right. Like ain't nobody want ever be able to talk about me again. It's like. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. you're healed, you know, because you're a great person, mm-hmm. but it's you're overcompensating. Right. Yeah. You know, right. for this. Right. So you're not um, you're not actually healed. You're not you're healed. You, you, just, you 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 you've set the situation where you've coped. Right. Yeah. Or you, you yeah. like you said, you you added those layers of protection. Right. My money's right. I'm, 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 I look good. I'm not fat. I, you know. I go to the dermatologist, my skin's on point, uh, all of this. And so now you put those layers of protection. So now they can't hit you with those insecurities, right? They can't, they can't talk about you, but ultimately if somebody did say something, it's still going to, that mental is still there where it's still going to get to you. Um, I, 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 probably the easiest one for me is, is my PTSD, right? Like I know how to navigate. I know where to go and where I can't go. I know when I start getting kind of wound up, I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to go. I got to, you know, and so it's, it's that where you're able to figure out that if I'm going to go into a crowded area, I got to go with two or three of my friends. So now I feel a little bit more comfortable. 
right? I can't go by myself. Like I can't go in a situation with a lot of people by myself. I need people that I feel like can like, Hey, we can, we can take care of ourselves or like I, I got my squad with me. So I've, I've found ways to make myself more comfortable doing it, but ultimately it's still back there. Right. It's still back there. And I might, you know, it, it get a panic attack or something happens and that type of thing. And so that's, I think, where people have to be ready as we get older and you're trying to get in relationships with somebody that's 30, 40 years old. It's very different than somebody that's 19, 20. They, they have different life experiences. They may not have had as much trauma, but as they get older, they have more opportunities to have trauma. And so they are carrying more baggage. And so you got to be ready for that. I mean, if you're ladies, guys, if you're out there and you're 35, 40 and you're dating right now, there's probably going to be baggage and trauma with that person you're dating. You're not going to have a person that's healed or 100% healed as they come into that relationship. It's just that doesn't work. Could could an example be somebody you're comfortable with? Could an example be um, we we see a lot of times people that have been in a long-term relationship or previously married and it was like a bad divorce or breakup and they'll say I'm never getting married again I'm never I'm, I'm fine by myself if over time they meet the right person and decide to get married again live have a, ha- happily ever after would that be an example of someone that is healed like they got over whatever trauma they experienced in a relationship that made them say you know what I'm done with all relationships to finally allowing someone to be to be vulnerable with someone and love someone and eventually do what they said they would never do again. I, I would beg to think that they there's still something in the back of their mind. They're going to be a little more cautious. They're going to be looking for red flags. Anything that reminds them of that former relationship. Like we've all been in relationships. Anything that reminds me of that, like, mm crazy like whatever it is <laughs> you're, you're looking for those red flags is it's, it's they're 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 open to the opportunity they're open to the the journey now that they weren't open to it's like you have a bad injury you know people are like i'm never running again like my i'm not going through the skin and take a marriage out of it it could be any bad relationship man i ain't dating no more many chicks out here too and then you know over time you're more you know you're more open to it you know t- they say time heals all wounds right mm-hmm. uh because contrary to what we're saying right now uh, it's healed enough you know and i guess it goes back to your original statement is like what is the definition of healed yeah, yeah are you right. healed enough to continue on you know and you develop the the proper tools you got your you got your knee brace on your relationship now mm. right you're more prepared you stretch better after i had my first real injury when i ran track the way i stretched from that point on was completely different. Like I, I, I had hurt. I was hurt one time, and but I still have like my my uh rotate. No, my rotate too. Uh, my pointer and my uh hip never healed properly. I was able to still run, but it was still always a problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing. We most in the in most situations, I think we learn how to adjust and deal with life. It's it, but. I think at the same time we were always and I think that the, the way the mind is wired it that's how we learn you know you say you learn from your mistakes you learn from, you know you learn from like yeah, if a dude say. says this yeah. you know because you would if you didn't because you said happily ever after it's the reason you're probably able to choose this person is because 
in the back of your mind, you're looking for certain things to avoid with that this new person, right? Like if this new person is very controlling with the money and your the ex-husband was too, you're out. You're checking for those red. You don't enter that relationship or you're out. That's probably she the person this this lady married in your example probably wasn't the first person she dated. Right after the divorce, it probably took a journey for her to get there. Now it's still part of the journey, right? Like now you've dated, you probably weeded out several bad guys or guys that want a good fit for you. And now you found somebody that you feel like you can live your life with and continue this journey of life with. Right. Um, Maybe, maybe the, maybe the destination is learning to cope with the trauma. Yep. Yeah. 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 My therapist always used the analogy that, you know, your trauma doesn't go away. It's what she was trying to do with me is when you open, like, think about throwing everything, all your trauma into a closet and just open and closing the door. Right. And when you open it, every time you open it, it just like falls on top of you. Right. Yeah. She was like, my job is to help you pack it and fold it and put it in the closet that when you open the door, it doesn't fall out on you. That's it. It's not, it's not going away. It's not, you know, yeah. you can't get over it. Um, she wants you to be able, or she wanted me to be able to open it and pull it out and look at it and think about it and everything. And it not overwhelm me. It don't, it, it didn't tumble on me. Um, and so that's how I always looked at it was just like, that makes sense. All I'm trying to do is just package it where it doesn't overwhelm me and any, in any relationship, whatever, those red flags and everything, being able to just not just say, throw your hands up and walk away from the relationship to be able to say, this is a red flag. Let me have a conversation with them. Like, let me, let me talk to them about it. And as a spouse, as somebody that's coming in, in that relationship, right. You gotta, if you really care about that person, you gotta be able to talk to them. And, and when that woman says, or that man says, Hey, that thing that you did is a red flag for me. It bothers me. And to be able to adjust and say, well, babe, I, I, my bad. I, we, we can do it this way from now on. Or I'll try not to do that, right? Like, you know, if, if I'm hurrying you off the phone or whatever, every time you call me at work, we'll work on that, right? Or, babe, I'll call you on my lunch. <laughs> like, I, you, so, know, you can't be calling me in the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> type <thing>. So, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said I was thinking that exactly, man. I'm glad you said that. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's good. Really good question. Really good question. I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing about it is life throws these things at you and you learn from them. And then because the end of the journey is, you know, death. I think that's the journey, right? Like life is the full journey. And when you look back at it, you're going to remember, you know, if you go talk to athletes and they'll tell you when they got a certain injury. You know, like, man, I got this in the, you know, or fighter. Like, oh, yeah, he did this. You know, I got this when I fought Tyson. And yada. like, you remember those scars. You remember those things, you know. Um, and I'm not going to do that cliche, you know, everything, you know, everything happens for a reason. And you make it's you, you cope with life. You learn how to deal with it. And then how do you adjust your life accordingly? Shout out to Ani Baraka Moselle. Anime Bula, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, sh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, that was that was her comment. I, 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 when you said it, I'm like, that sounds like a Ani yeah. <laughs> Ani yeah, quote. Uh, our, our opinion. All right, fellas, let's go ahead and close it out. 
Uh, Go only thing I got, man, or two things. One is shout out to Sophie. She made her debut uh, in basketball. Smallest thing on the court. It was so <laughs> funny, and she is so prissy. Uh, so she was just prancing down the court or whatever. But um, she had our first two games on Friday, and it was I saw the growth from the first game to the second game. She started figuring it out. And um, she actually rebound had the most rebounds on the whole team in the second game. So she was out there. She was getting it. I mean, she wasn't letting her size like be an issue. And she's playing fifth and sixth grade. So she's playing with sixth grade girls. And so those girls are like way taller than her. Uh, but she was out there and she was getting it in. So shout out to her, man. And I just, I really love going to see the kids play um so watching youth sports is just so fun man i know that you know you just got to throw the rules out you're not watching the nba or whatever but it's just fun man to see them out there really trying and having a good time and everything so shout out to her man good job baby uh and the other thing man is digital media is pretty much dead or not digital media physical media is pretty much dead so uh, those DVDs, CDs, stuff like that. Uh, Walmart already pulled them out. Best Buy uh, pulled uh, all physical media out of their stores uh, over the uh, Christmas break. So uh, if you have those DVDs and those DVD players and you still like that physical uh, media, try to find it and figure it out now because uh, it's going away and it's probably not coming back, folks. I say that, but records are making a big, huge comeback. And so a lot of people are starting to uh, to do that kind of as a hobby. Uh, and maybe that's what will happen with the CDs and DVDs. But, you know, if, if you're into physical media, man, get it now because it's gone. It, it is. It's pretty much out of there. <coughs> well, Z got a record player for Christmas. That's what she wanted. So we got a record player, yeah. several records, stand, all this stuff. Oh, yeah. it's, it's coming back. I'm excited about my Miles Day Miles Davis uh, vinyl I just got. Um, my my question was a uh, post and my one of my parting shots is a post that uh, a Facebook user posted that I um, actually use a classmate. I shouldn't even just call him a Facebook user. Uh, a classmate of ours posted this and I thought it was uh, I thought it was well put. I don't think I don't know if he wrote it or if he copied it from someone, but it said, "Ever notice how we need." to have proof of good things, but never need proof of bad things because quote, we figure take this TD Jake news, plenty of proof. He's a man of God, not to be confused with perfect. And yet this news of him trending with no proof other than a gossipy TikTok post with no proof of the claims kind of shows you how people think and the frequency they're on. This isn't about TD Jake's just thought that's a good example. We hear bad and run with it. We hear good, and quote, I got to see it to believe it. Vibrate higher, believe more good and great things and watch how being on that frequency attracts more good things to you. And I just want to echo that. this That's not really about T.D. Jakes, but I thought it was interesting because a lot of times I do think we hear something bad and a lot of people need little to no proof versus they hear something good. It's like, um, I don't know about that. I, I like they say, I got to see it to believe it. So just something to think about when you see, you know, these different rumors and things on uh, social media and on podcasts and things like that. Just let's let's be a little bit slower to believe the bad and people. And again, it's not about TD Jakes. I don't even know the man. I don't follow the man. I don't know what he's involved in. Just in general, let's 
give people the benefit of the doubt. And uh, speaking of rumors and things like that, Cat Williams, I think that may have been one of the most viral interviews. I think, I don't know if this was the record, but as far as interviews go, it was like Birdman on Breakfast Club and somebody else. And like the Cat Williams interview has surpassed that with like 23 million views as we record on Saturday. Shannon Sharp has less than 2 million subscribers. More than 20 million views on that interview. It was interesting. It was extremely long, by the way. But it was it was interesting. The boy had a lot to say. The young man had a lot to say. The gentleman had a lot to say um, about a lot of people that we enjoy in entertainment. I don't know what's true. I don't know what was fabricated or exaggerated. All I know is he got a lot off his chest. <laughs> he got a lot <laughs> off his chest. <laughs> and, and I have yet to see anybody say he was lying. So there's that. I have I have seen people confirm a lot of what he said. So it was just interesting, man. Um, the, last, the only thing I'll say about that is... Well, Cube's, Cube did say he uh, there was no rape ever a rape scene in the movie okay yeah yeah that's the only thing but he did kind of talk you know agree with a lot of the stuff yeah. and just he yeah sh- but cube cube also yeah. said that he 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 wouldn't do that and didn't do that and then he put one in players club like so they didn't he, he shoot did, the he, actual he said rape scene yeah yeah but he alluded to yeah. it i mean yeah. let, let's let's be yeah. honest about it so, yeah. but like he confirmed the Ricky Smiley thing, uh, or or yeah, the Ricky Smiley, Cat Williams version of it, right? Ricky mm-hmm. Smiley auditioned for it, but he never had the role, uh, and then they gave him a different role for it. it. It's not they ever gave him money, Mike. Um, so there's that. But talking, going back to what you were saying, Buff, about needing proof or whatever, just because of some of the stuff that Cat Williams said is true doesn't mean everything that cat williams said is true so don't don't look at that entire three hours and be like oh yeah well all of that got to be true he read three thousand books in one year i, I can almost categorically uh, say that's false oh forget um, that that's not happening he, hitch- he hitchhiked at 13 <laughs> from ohio to florida i mean okay all right bro hey boy whatever but whatever, you, know. you know to answer your question buff that you kind of led to it's it's very simple and uh, a wise man named Will Ferrell said it once no one knows what it means it's provocative <laughs> it gets the people it keeps going the people going <laughs> that's all they need that's yeah. why Cat Williams has 23 million views yeah including myself <laughs> you know you know it, 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 it gets it's somebody could come down and say here is the meaning of life and it could be all truth. It's not going to get twenty three million dollars, twenty three million views. <laughs> the line of the interview though was, "You have an unnatural." You have an unnatural <laughs> something for losers or something <laughs> like that. I forgot. I messed it up. I forgot. But <laughs> damn, you know, I know exactly what it was. <laughs> and he just it, it's such a straight face. Yeah, he took uh, a <laughs> allegiance. Yeah, a, a, a natural allegiance <laughs> <laughs> to protect losers. Oh man. Like, Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh a fat face on line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Now that and and, and I, I will tell you, I was Cat Williams will be here in February and I was not going. Uh would you go right after I watched that interview? 
I went and bought tickets. So I'm going uh, now. So. That was a special. That was a, that was yeah. better than most most. Com- it was just it was just you know. Um, oh my god, I can't think of his comedian. Oh, I can't think of his name right now. But um, younger comedian, and I love his take on it. He's like. There's probably a lot of truth to that, but there's also probably a lot of stuff that wasn't um, true, but it was entertaining. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he said, Cat Williams' job is just to be entertaining. You know, if people want to take everything he said as gospel, that's on them. But he's a comedian. He's here to entertain. And he called out several things, you know, it was like, this didn't happen. This doesn't happen. But that shit was funny. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like the fact that he said he ran a 4340. That, but it was funny you know like 3,000 votes <laughs> funny mm. but a lot of the stuff that he said you know there's some probably some truth to it and what, what I took from it I was going to hit on this is um, people are people fall into like two camps well three camps there's people who when somebody says a small bit of truth they believe everything that person says so there's people that believe all two hours and 46 minutes, whatever Cat Williams said is true. Then you have somebody who says, if somebody says one thing they can't believe, it discredits or they don't say, you know, it perfectly, you know, well, we had a similar situation where somebody said, well, anybody that says all or every, I can't believe you know, like, it's just, it's, vernacular when people are talking in general they use or they make generalizations doesn't mean that that their observations do not have truth to it i don't believe in absolutes Mm -hmm. and then there's the people who can kind of say i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna weed it out um in that two hours if if you think 15 minutes what he said was true you were entertained you're fine with that or you thought two hours of what he said was true is fine with that but you know it's funny how people or all, a lot of people are all one way or the other. Like he speaks the yeah. truth. He's all like, did you did you listen to the same interview I listened to? You it's know, the death of critical thinking, bro. The you, death you know, of critical um, thinking. You know, but that's where we live in. Uh, last but not least, Razi, you brought up Phase Ten, and I brought up one game, and I was going to close with the other game. I don't know. The last time y'all played Uno, I know you're a Phase Ten family, but they have a Uno No Mercy. That's on a whole other level, bro. bro. That's a whole other level. Okay. Yeah, bro. All right. All right. I'm not going to tell you the secret to the game, uh, but it took one round, one game, probably took us two hours, not more. Mm. It it was probably like eight of us playing, so seven, eight of us, but it was going down. And it it just, when I say you just look at people, like you develop enemies, (laughs) you develop enemies on No Mercy. So, if you guys haven't played it, Uno No Mercy, Uno just Uno's. The thing about No Mercy is a lot of the rules that we came up with, they specifically hit on, mm. and then they added in some of the new cards because they had like Uno No Mercy, Uno Flip, Uno's Uno's really re, uh, reinventing themselves. You've seen Uno Flip? Nice. I think it's Uno Flip where they got like two sides yeah. to the card. Two sides to the cards, so, yeah. Yeah, so we're an Uno family. But uh, with that being said, three brothers, no sense. Happy New Year. 
Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.